Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are glad you are with us. And I always like to remind you now, if you miss our live show here on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays. And that replay will be from 8 to 9 a.m. Then once again in the evening, 7 to 8 p.m. right here on KLZ 560. And you can download the KLZ 560 app and listen live. And uh, you can also go to our, our website. And, of course, the podcast is always there. And that is sportsmanofcolorado.com. Well, a lot going on today, and we've got a jam-packed show for you here. And uh, first of all, I'll introduce in studio, Will Marquardt is with us. Will is the president of Davis Tent and has been on our show a number of times. So, Will, always good to see you. Hey, great to be here, Scott. Thanks. All right, now, I told you about this hex clothing, Will. So here we go. It's exciting. We're going to get it going here. Right on. We are glad to have Mike Slinkard back with us. Mike is the owner of Hex. So, Mike, hey, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Scott. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet, man. I always enjoy this. And uh, also joining us and uh, kind of on the pro staff of of, of Hex. And uh, also uh, you'll know him from Adaptive Pursuits on the Sportsman's Channel. Lance Mathena joins us. So, Lance, thanks for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Hey, welcome, Mike. It's here, Scott. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate it. Hey, man, we are so glad to have you guys. All right, Mike. Uh, man, I sent you that one video, and I know you get a million, so I'll, I'll remind you. But I was doing actually a cow hunt back in December here in Colorado, and had my hex on. And uh, man, a little buck jumped the fence, and I even showed it to Will. And 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 Mike, it's just like your videos. He jumped the fence came right up to the blind stood like five feet i moved just a little bit it startled him he jumped about three feet turned around came right back to me and and stood two feet from me in my blind for about two minutes i mean it was crazy and i wanted to go where are the hex cameras i needed a camera because i have my iphone there but i did get that on video so it was cool but mike just give us kind of again you know just to get everybody in on the beginning of Hex, um, man, how did this come about? Well, I mean, Hex was something that, uh, as a lifelong hunter, um, we've all seen exactly what you would have expected to see there in the blind. You would have expected that deer to, to maybe be there for a second and then, you know, hightail it out of there. And, you know, I'm sure that you probably have the wind right and all that. That's usually the case. But, uh uh, hex is about blocking the electrical field that our bodies create. And years ago, and most of us hunters, you know, have seen this, you know, you'll have all the conditions right and you'll be in your tree stand hunting deer or, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're calling in a turkey or something like that. And for no reason at all, they go a different way. They just know something's not right. And, you know, and, or if they get in close, it's usually not very long and they know something's not right. And, um, you know, this, this goes back to, gosh, for about 2006, 2007, when we finally started to kind of wonder what this was all about. And, 
you know, we started uh, doing some research and found that there was actually a lot of research on how animals perceive, you know, the electrical environment. Um, basically, every living being puts out an electrical field, and that, that actually travels distance. And then, believe it or not, most animals can pick up on that. And it's one of the ways that they tell a living object from a non-living object. Um, in the case of birds, they actually see it visually. So uh, I know there's going to be a lot of turkey hunters that are going to be out there this spring. Uh, you know, blocking that field allows you to actually get away with movement um, with turkey and waterfowl like you've never seen before. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's in a real short uh, little bit. That's kind of how it came about. But basically what our stuff does, it's a, it's a clothing that you wear. It blocks that electrical field, and it makes you a lot more inanimate to most, uh, most game species and lets you get away with a lot more. So that's what we're all about. Right. And, you know, I, I like how you've clearly stated this before, and I know it's even on some mater- some of your materials. Um, you know, we've never said this makes you invisible. <laughs> okay. no, I mean, you still got to hunt. You know, you got to have the wind right. You got to watch your movement and all the different things. But then when you watch your videos and, um, you know, it almost looks magical. And, I, and as you know, it's hard for some people to believe and will. When I started telling you about it, uh, I told Mike earlier uh, before we started the show today, I said he kind of raised one eyebrow and looked at me like, what? So, <laughs> Will, open it up to him. Hmm. Oh, you know, I, I'm a, I, I believe, first of all, that in the sixth sense of animals, because just of all that I've observed, uh, especially whitetail hunting and, uh, and turkey hunting, uh, and I, I wonder, you know, as I look around at what's out there, it seems like sometimes there's some misunderstandings, like the conversation about invisible <laughs> or not. But, you know, if you're used to blind hunting or tree hunting, there's certain stands that's like you're hanging there like a piece of meat out in the open. Uh, you're up in the air, but it's like that adult doe always knows to look right at you. <laughs> and that's one of the things that I'm excited about you know, with uh, the hex gear is to see the difference in reaction because I really think that they're looking, I'm not moving, and but I think they're look. I think they're seeing, I think that's that sixth sense that something is there. And I, I can understand how this could and should make a difference in that. Yeah, I mean, the, in, in, it really is a sixth sense. It really truly is. And, you know, science has come along. You know, we launched back in 2010, and science has come a long way um, in understanding exactly what we were seeing. We launched this um, with, you know, basically the, the scientific understanding then was that that's, these electrical fields are what uh, animals use for navigation. And I guess I should back up a little bit because um, the kind of the aha moment for us but way back when was realizing that, you know, the the electrical fields that are put out by our body are very similar. They're extreme low frequency fields, very similar to what the Earth uh, puts out in its electromagnetic field as well. So the aha moment for us was, uh, you know, if they can pick this up to navigate, why in the world can they pick it up for other for other purposes? And that's kind of where we came from. But you know, you're exactly right. I mean, you're sitting in the deer stand, you're hanging out there like a piece of meat. Um, and, you know, the deer's naturally going to look up at you. 
what you'll see with hex is that happens much less frequently. And if it does happen, they'll usually inside of 30 seconds they'll give you up and go on about their business. As long as you're, you know, like I said, as long as you got the other other things going for you, you're holding still, you got the wind right, that kind of thing. Yeah, if I could turn um, those 10 minute stare downs into 30 second stare downs, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, and that's that's the biggest thing with with whitetail hunters. That's probably the biggest thing that they see. Either the deer just don't notice them. Or they, um, you know, they give them up pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and that's the biggest thing. Like I said, we're, it doesn't make you invisible. It's all it is. It's another tool that allows you to remain undetected a little bit longer. And but it's one that that really does. It's a, really a game changer for a lot of a lot of hunting situations. Like I said, I mentioned turkey hunting. It's a honestly without kind of being too bold about this i i truly believe it's hex is probably one of the biggest game changing things in, that a turkey hunter can do because not only will it allow you to to that bird not to pick you up if you're holding still but i mean if you look at some of our videos heck we're shooting them with bows and arrows sitting right out in the open no blind no nothing and, and I've, I've i've killed probably 35 or 40 of them now that way with my bow and i mean you just don't get busted you can get full dry every time friend so you know a, a shotgun hunter i tell a shotgun hunter just leave your leave your gun on your lap you aren't going to need to raise it when the bird gets there you can raise it easily and he's not even going to pay any attention to you and so, so is there anyway, something it's a, it's a game changer for that is there something different about birds as far as how you mentioned this before too that they even have a heightened sense to this yeah, so birds actually, uh, it's pretty well well um, established now that birds actually see the electrical fields visually. And that, again, there's a lot of studies on how birds navigate and, and all that, but they actually can visually see those fields. So um, it's absolutely over the top with birds. You're going to see a difference pretty much every time you use it with birds. Um, and uh, like I said, turkeys and waterfowl, that's what us hunters like to chase. And um, I just did some goose hunting, and we did some filming here uh, just this last month. And, I mean, we're not using goose blinds or anything. We're just sitting beside the decoys um, by a fence or by a, you know, sometimes not any, any cover at all, and we're shooting limits of geese. So, you know, it's it's kind of cool. And the cool thing about it from a waterfowl standpoint is you shoot everything right in the face. It's not flaring and going away on that first shot like you would normally, you know, when you raise your gun, they usually flare and go the other way. It's not that way when you're wearing hacks, you're shooting them heading right to you so the first shot's pretty simple (laughs) yeah really you know that's kind of naturally believable to me because when i think about sitting in a blind uh like in a tree when there's a lot of birds around i mean everybody's had everybody that's spent a lot of time hunting out of a blind or out of a tree stand for instance has had you know maybe an owl land right next to them or a bird land on their shoulder on their uh or on their arrow or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, that's the real outlier. What I see more often is some bird come in to six or eight feet, some small bird, and then they just flutter away from me when I haven't moved at all. And then they'll go sit, you know, 20 feet away comfortably. And so, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense to me that they're sensing something because it's not me. I'm not moving. I'm taking care of my scent, you know, and doing all those things. Yeah. Well, one thing that, that is really kind of something that people notice uh, pretty quickly when they start using hex is that those bird encounters, super close bird encounters, happen way more often. Um, you know, I mean, I've had them land on my arrow. I've had them land on the brim of my hat. 
you know, and and that's probably happened before, but not to the extent it does now. I mean, you're literally just part of the tree. So, I mean, if you've got a, a, a bird or even a squirrel, squirrels are another one that are pretty sensitive to it. Um, I mean, don't be surprised if they aren't sitting right beside you for a long time. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, or on you sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's a little unnerving if you have a squirrel jump on your back. And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Again, if you're just joining us, we are talking about hex, and it will get you closer. And um, I have Will Marquardt in studio with me, and Will is the president of Davis Tent. Mike Slinkert is with us, owner of hex, and also Lance Mathena. We're going to get to Lance in one second, but I did have a very good friend of mine that is a big believer in this, and a gentleman I've hunted with for over 10 years, owns QRS Outdoor Specialties, Quentin Smith. I was talking to Quentin yesterday, and I said, hey, man, call in real quick and Tell us your heck. So, Quentin, thanks for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. How are you? Hey, good, Scott. How are you doing? Good, good. I've got Mike Slinkert on with us and also Lance. And um, But, man, you said you're a big believer in hecks. Well, I tell you what, it, I'm one of those in the outfitting business that it takes a uh, takes it to take it out and, and put it on and try it to make it a believer for me for it to work. And, and I can honestly say I've been there, I've used it, I've seen the results, and we will continue to use Hex as, a, as we move forward. So uh, I, I explain it to people, and, and I apologize, I haven't got to catch the whole show, so I may be a little, little redundant in what I say here, but I've, I've often talked to people in, in the outfitting side of things or in, uh, with our clients uh, about the program and said, you know, those people that just get around animals that just make animals nervous. We're being involved in the livestock industry and such across the board, you know, horses and cattle and different things, dogs, you, people, some people just make animals a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this blocks that sense. And, and it's probably the easiest way to explain it with people out there when we're using it on a daily basis. But we've used it tremendously on antelope hunts, specifically in the archery world and our spot and stock operation in Wyoming. And I'll tell you what, I can traditionally get another 30 to 40 yards closer every time. Wow. That's great. That's yep. great. Well, that's 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 something that we hear a lot. You know, that's the thing is, uh, you know, that electrical field, science is starting to realize it's a lot bigger deal than what most people thought it was for years and years. And, and I'm glad you're getting great results with it. And, uh, gosh, keep using it. We really appreciate it. Yeah. You got it. We absolutely will. We're a firm believer. And, Mike, uh, right. uh, we both have uh, Trevin Stolfus as a good friend, and, and Trevin also does a lot with Quentin. And so that they're oh, real okay. good friends, yeah. and they they hunt a, a ton together, and uh, as well. So uh, yeah, but uh, QRS Outdoor Specialties again, big West hunting out here in uh, Wyoming, Colorado. If you're looking for a great outfitter, we highly recommend Quentin. So, Quentin, hey man, I just wanted to get you on and let you talk about it because you told me you're a big believer. So man, we appreciate it, and uh, I'm looking forward to my muzzleloading hunt with you uh, this year and bear hunt, and uh, not. I do want the elk closer. I'm not sure about the bear, so, uh, but yeah, <laughs> but uh, looking forward to hunting with you, man. Well, you guys keep up the great work. You're, you've got a great product in front of you and something that we'll endorse for sure on our side of the business and, and uh, look forward to moving forward as we go. All right, bud. Thanks so much. That's Quentin Smith, QRS Outdoor Specialties, and uh, you can check out his website, qrsoutdoors.com. All right, Lance Mathena. Sir, thank you for being with us. Thank you for bearing with us a few minutes here to introduce Mike and all and kind of get into this. But uh, Lance, tell us a little bit about your background and um, your your involvement with Hex and then what you're currently doing on the Sportsman's Channel. Okay, okay. 
Um, I am a blind guy, and I'm with the North American Association of Blind Sportsmen. Um, it's an organization that I uh, built from the ground up when um, I lost my vision about seven years ago and uh, realized there was nothing out there for blind people who wanted to go hunting still or fishing still, things like that. Um, there were plenty of things for veterans and disabled guys and, and things like that, but there was nothing out there for the blind. So I started my organization and uh, I started uh, getting together with other blind folks and going out hunting and fishing. And, you know, we started taking pictures and we started shooting a little bit of video. And I thought, you know, we're reaching maybe 20, 30 people a year as NABs um, doing it this way. And I thought, you know, what if, what if we filmed it professionally and tried to get it on television? Maybe we could reach, you know, a hundred or a thousand, or as it turned out, we reached uh, just over 1.3 million people in our first season. Um, and it's been just a fantastic thing to see the blind people grow, see the blind community grow and become more confident um, as a result of participation in adventures with NABs. And uh, I first met Mike, uh, believe it or not, I called him up one day and uh, and got his email address and I sent him an email and I kind of explained who I was and what I was doing and that I'm one of those folks that's a little bit sensitive to the electrical fields out there, you know, even, when, even more so now, but even when I, when I had my vision, I was sensitive to him. And, you know, I was walking down a draw up in Tianway in Eastern Washington and um, all of a sudden I just kind of had a flash in my head, not a not a visual flash, but kind of like an electrical flash where I thought there's three animals out there. Two of them are the same and one of them is different. Hmm. And I thought, hmm, okay, that's going to be two does and a buck. And so I, you know, just like everybody, I, I kind of go on alert. And as I'm walking down this draw, I look over to my left and found out I was wrong. There were two buttonhead bucks and a mama doe standing there. And I thought, wow, there's, there's gotta be a way that I can, uh, you know, I can, I can, I can regularly sense these people or these animals or things like that. And there's gotta be a way that I can keep them from sensing me the same way. And, uh, so I came across Hex and, uh, I, you know, told Mike my story in my email. And uh, he agreed to set up an appointment with me. So a buddy of mine and I drove 416 miles one way wow. um, down down to Mike's office. And, uh, you know, we were just getting nabs going and getting everything together. And uh, Mike, Mike agreed to meet with us, and we walked into his office and shook hands and introduced ourselves. And he says, okay, let's get to the chase. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm... I'm sitting there just kind of like with my jaws open and, you know, I'm stepping on my tongue. And, you know, I told him who I was and what I wanted to do. I wanted to take blind people hunting. And uh, I kind of went back over my story. And um, Mike was amazing. He, he um, you know, he gave us a pile of hex gear. <coughs> Excuse me. He gave us a pile of hex gear as, you know, a, a, as a result of our meeting. And it really, um, for me, kind of changed the game. Um, hmm. and as a, you know, as an or as an example, um, I went turkey hunting for the first time shortly after that, 
and uh, I was in I was in Indiana, and my guide and I were sitting in the blind, and we heard these birds come up behind us, and they came right along next to the blind, and they're only like three feet away from me outside the blind, just a, nothing but cloth between them and me, and they're in full strut, and they stopped beside the blind. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And I've got a million gallons of adrenaline going through my blood. And I'm trying to, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden those birds walk right around in front of the blind from six feet and stopped at six feet away. And both of them turned and just looked at me. They're just staring at me in the blind, not moving, not freaking out, doing anything. They're six feet away and they're just looking at me. And I'm thinking, okay, I can't move. I can't move. I can't move. And, you know, I, this is my first turkey hunt, and I'm adrenalized. So, sure. you know, I'm I'm just kind of shaking a little bit, moving around a little bit, and they didn't even flinch once. I had to sit there for about 10 minutes before those birds decided, well, you, you're, you're nothing special. And they turned, and they walked straight away from me towards the decoys. Mm-hmm. And finally, I moved or something or made a noise, and they both spun around and looked at me. But they still didn't. They still didn't freak out or take off. I know. Um, and at that point, I'm you know I'm a rookie rookie hunter at that point for turkeys, and my cell phone goes off. It's a friend of mine texting me to find out how my hunt is going. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and, yep. And my 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 alert went off on the telephone, and the turkeys just looked at me. They stuck the necks out at me. But they didn't freak out at all. They didn't, you know, not even a little bit. They just looked at me for a minute. And the one on the left stayed where he was and kind of stuck his head out and looked at me. And I was able to pull my gun up. And as I went to shoot him, um, the other bird popped his head down just as I was pulling the trigger. And I got both of them at 12 feet. (laughs) Wow. It It was... Yeah, I didn't try to do that. That's just the way it happened. But it never would have happened that way without Hex. I can guarantee it. It was just an amazing thing. Now, um, it's it's a very cool story, and it's the reason that I continually tell people about Hex. And um, I have I have Mike Slinkard and Hex as a sponsor every year um, through the goodness of their hearts. And the very first thing that I give our clients when we get out in the woods is I give them a set of hex. And a lot of them just think, oh, well, no, this is just camouflage. And I'm like, no, you have no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. And I tell them about hex and how it works, and they just kind of give me that blank stare. I know. know. Really, no way. (laughs) And so I tell them a couple stories about it, and they're just kind of like, wow, okay, let's try it. Yeah. You know, and as blind hunters out there, it, it's tough enough to hunt when you can see, but when when you don't have your vision, you've got a few things stacked against you. So every advantage I can give them, I try to do it. And the very first and the biggest one is always hex. Say, Lance, this is Will. Uh, are because of the experience that you described, are blind hunters more just generally accepting of the hex technology because they understand the sixth sense? Um, I would I would say so. Um, it's not like we we have a sense that you don't. It's just because we don't have visual noise all the time, um, intruding on our thoughts and the way we think, that we're more sensitive to the things that are actually out there around us. So, 
I think that a lot of blind people can can sense that, you know, have that sixth sense to one extent or another. And, uh, you know, Hex is a game changer. It really is. It gives us the ability to um, be a lot closer to animals and to move or to make mistakes um, without getting busted too bad. Absolutely. Check out the well, website. Go, like go ahead, Mike. I'd, I'd like to chime in here for a second, too, because, you know, like I said, Lance described our meeting and, and all that kind of thing. And I, I got to tell you, he's um, he's being a little, uh, little modest, actually. What these guys do with, I mean, you know, they're, they're legally blind, so their vision is, while it might not be zero, um, they're definitely at a, at a big handicap, uh, you know, and, and I, he's just an inspiration, honestly, and all these guys are. I mean, you know, I, I complained. I had shoulder surgery last year, and I was, I was complaining about, you know, gosh, I have to, I have to you know, change the way I do things, and, mm-hmm. and this is, this, you know, this is a big inconvenience. And then I think of Lance, and it's like, hmm, know. you know what? Yep. <laughs> You're right. You know, my, my shoulder's got to heal up, and it's going to be good, and it actually is good now. But, you know, like I said, the, the thing that these guys do, it's, it's just phenomenal how – you know, someone who, you know, who, like me, that, I mean, you depend on your eyesight and uh, to think that, you know, uh, the the big majority of that's actually gone and these guys are still out there pursuing game and being successful. So that was one of the reasons that we got behind Lance. And it's, it really is. It's an inspiration to everybody. And, and uh, you know, his his show that, you know, that he has on every week, it's it's a uh, really does a good job of showing that too so okay. um like i said lance is a heck of a guy but he's a little bit modest there the 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 challenges that they're overcoming um are to me seem insurmountable so i just wanted to say that I no guess, absolutely uh, it's pretty it's pretty big deal. thanks man well, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Sportsman of Colorado Radio here on KLZ 560. Mike Slinkert is with us by phone. He is the owner of Hex, also Lance Mathena with Adaptive Pursuit, which you can catch on the Sportsman's channel. We'll get Lance to tell us about that in just a moment. And Will Marquardt is with us. He's the president of Davis Tent here in Denver. So, Lance, take a minute and tell us about your show and when it's on. Okay. Um, well, it'll be back on in July again. Um, we're on hiatus right now. We just finished up season one on December 31st. But what Adaptive Pursuits TV is about is um, we want to showcase the abilities and successes of our hunters, whether they are um, legally blind or fully blind or just you know visually impaired. Um, we want to get those folks out there and show them a good time, show them some community and some friendship. And uh, on the show, we're, we're not a hunt, shoot, kill show. Um, you know, we're not the, the guy, the dog in the truck going from state to state, you know, shooting animals along the way. Basically, what we, what we do is we showcase the abilities of our hunters. For example, um, we just got finished with a deer hunt in Mississippi a couple weeks ago. And... Um, we had one gentleman, his name is Jerome. He had to fly in from Oklahoma city. Um, he's been blind for about 10 years. And one of the things that we require from them is that they travel by themselves. So he had to figure out how to get to the airport, how to maneuver in the airport, get on the plane, change planes in Houston, and then fly up to Mississippi by himself, which is, just a phenomenal thing it really is because travel is one of the most difficult things that we as blind folks do i can imagine so 
you know, it's a, it's a huge, um, it's a huge adventure and a huge accomplishment for him just to be able to fly. Now, he finally gets to camp and it's full of people that he doesn't know. He's never met before. He's, he's met me on the telephone and or my right hand guy, uh, Tom Fisher. And, um, so we, we get him there and, you know, we show him the camp and, you know, walk him around and give him the distances between this doorway and that doorway and, you know, wherever we're at. So we can help him acclimate, um, a little quicker. And then, uh, we get him, we get him out the next morning, get him, get his hex gear on and all the rest of the gear that we provide for him and, um, walk him out to the tree stand. And then we use some adaptive technology, um, in, in the terms of, like a scope that has a video screen on the end instead of just your average reticle. Right. Um, that way we have, we have the rifle or the weapon crossbow shotgun, whatever it is set up on a tripod and the butt of the gun is on the, on the hunter's shoulder. And we can look at the screen, you know, our guides can look at the screen and tell the hunter left, right, up, down, whatever it is, wherever he needs to move so that he can get on the deer or he can get on the bird and he can harvest that animal autonomously. Wow. You know, there's nobody holding the rifle for him. I, or I, might, need I might need that help. I might need that help. Scott up, down, left, right. <laughs> You're almost out of ammo. <laughs> yep. Wow. That is and, uh, so it, cool. Yeah. It's, it's worked really well. Um, over the last two years for deer, we've gone 18 out of 21. And uh, it would have been 19, but we had a gentleman that got buck fever real bad and uh, missed the doe three times. Hmm. Um, I think he gave her a shave, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you know it was just it was just a great experience for him. It really, really was. Right, right. Um, you know, and for our guys, it, if you, if you harvest an animal, hot dog. But you know, even if you don't harvest an animal, you still got out there and you got to do something that you never ever thought you were going to do again or maybe you never ever thought you could do period and the amount of confidence and um, flair that comes out of these, these folks when they're out there and they get to successfully hunt or, you know, even harvest an animal is just phenomenal. You see these people just bloom all over again. And it's a really fantastic thing. We build camaraderie. Um, we build friendships and we build community. Um, we've got five different chapters now in five different states all over the country um, of folks who have gone out with us and, you know, have agreed to help build a local hub of blind and vision impaired folks to go out and do adventures on their own. And I think that it's just incredible. It really, really is. We just opened up an Oklahoma chapter and uh, our, our chapter president down there is just chomping it a bit because he's got a buddy that has a problem with with pigs on his property and he's going okay well how you know how soon can you guys get out here and, and our chapter president Kenny's going wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute let me build my chapter first you know, right let me, right let me get some guys involved here and uh you know so it's just a great thing and it's it's my goal overall is to build these uh these nuclei around the country and build this into an organization of individuals that can share hunts with the national chapter or um, invite us out to do different things. And it's just a phenomenal uh, program in my mind because there's nothing out there like it. 
I mean, you, you can look around the country and you'll see thousands of veteran organizations or thousands of disabled organizations that take people out in the woods sure. and hunt and fish. But we are the only one that works specifically with the blind and we're successful at it. Wow, that's great. Um, that's great. Yeah, how, how can people follow you uh, on your social media and all? Oh, sure. Um, you can look up the North American Association of Blind Sportsmen on Facebook, and uh, all of the different chapters are listed there as well. Um, you can you can find us on Adaptive Pursuits TV on Facebook, and um, you can catch us on nabs.org. That's N-A-A-B-S dot O-R-G. Um, that's where we do all of our, our business as far as listing what hunts are available or coming up. Okay. Um, and to you folks out there, if you if you have some land and you uh, would like some people to come in and hunt your property and be respectful and you know appreciative of the opportunity, we'd sure love to hear from you. Well, sure. Um, you know, it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty expensive thing to do what we do because most blind people are blind as a result of something else that happened to them. So right. Um, as, as a result, 95% of the time you're dealing with multiple disabilities when you're dealing with blind people. So we have to accommodate them both physically and medically and every other way that we need to take care of them. Um, so, you know, if we can get, you know, hunts that are less expensive or things like that, or folks want to volunteer, um, either to take us out on a hunt on their property or to, um, volunteer with us, we're all for it. Please get a hold of us. Absolutely. Well, Lance, I'll tell you that, and, uh, you know, keep my information if there's ever anything we can do to help you to get word out about different things that you may have going on. Uh, we will always be here to help you, sir. I promise you that. Great. Thanks very much. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to some questions here. And, uh, and Mike, first of all, let me just say, ask you this. I mean, hey, you do you have a business. Yeah, you want to sell some product and all that from a marketing side. But then when you hear uh, things like this where uh, – I'm not trying to overemphasize this, but I think I'm right in saying this. I mean, this has changed people's lives when you talk about folks like the, the Lance work with. They get to go out and enjoy the outdoors. Like you said, we take for granted so much. Uh, but this really gives them a chance to get out and, and live, a, live a good life and uh, get out in the outdoors and harvest some animals because of hex. or a big addition to help them. So that's got to be a good feeling for you, sir. Oh, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, I'm a I'm a lifelong hunter. Um, I'm a I'm a business guy by by necessity, actually. You know, because uh, you know it's kind of the way the way things work with me. But um, gosh, you know, like I said, I was so moved by Lance for. I mean, where we live is not easy. We're not on the way to any place. It's not like you're just going to stop by on the way through. Uh, we live in very rural eastern Oregon, and it's where I've lived my whole life. And and uh, for them to make that trip and then to hear their story, I mean, it was just so inspirational. And, you know, like I said, we, we take all this stuff for granted. But, you know, Lance, you know, he, he was able to see and do and everything just like the rest of us until his accident. And all of a sudden that, you know, that his life changed. And, you know, that could happen to any of us. Sure. It really could. Absolutely. And so it's one of those things that, you know, it's it's. I, I was just happy to be able to do what I could do for him and, and I wish we could do more, actually. But, uh, 
yeah, it, it, it's a great feeling, and and uh, man, I'm just happy to see that uh, Lance has his organization up and going, and they're they're making progress. I'm glad to be a small, tiny part of it. Absolutely. Uh, one question for me. I know Will's got a couple for you, and uh, for for both of you, you can answer. But uh, so, Mike, do we know really how far animals can detect our electronic em- emissions, so to speak? Well, I mean, it's it's. A little bit arbitrary because, um, and actually going back to, you know, what our outfitter friend was talking about, um, different people have different amounts of, of, mm-hmm. of EMR that will come off of them naturally. So if we, we ever go, to, if we ever get to go to a sportsman show again, uh, if you go to the hex booth, <laughs> we have a meter that actually measures the EMR that's coming off of each individual person. And it's interesting because it varies a a lot. There's some people that, you know, have a very low reading, and then there's some people that just spike our meter, and and it's just, like, over the top. Um, And, you know, that's one of the things that those people with the higher uh, electrical fields are going to be picked up further away, and they're also going to make animals a lot more aware that they're there. And and just like he was saying, I mean, Mm -hmm. horses, cattle, things like that, I mean, you can literally see in their reaction, um, you know, that difference. So so it kind of depends on the person. Uh, My personal experience with with deer, elk, uh, those kind of species, usually... You know, I see the biggest results inside of 40 or 50 yards generally, um, but for uh, for birds and also canines. So there's some recent studies out there, and we've been seeing this for years, that canines actually are very sensitive to it. Um, you know, the very first reaction that I ever saw was actually with my wife's Pomeranian dog, believe it or not, <laughs> really? um, when we very first started. But wow. uh, this dog is one of those ones that would be in your lap all the time. You can, you know, if you're tying your shoes, you had to knock her out of the way all the time. Um, the first day I ever wore hex under my regular camo, I looked exactly the same on the outside. The dog would lay across the room like she, she wasn't, she was just unsure. I mean, you can, and so it was a definite reaction. Hmm. But um, so... Birds and, and canines, we do a lot of predator hunting with coyotes and stuff like that. Um, it's pretty much as far as they can see. They can pick that up for great distances with, with those species that we know are that it's a visual thing. Um, with deer and elk and those kind of things, I personally think it's a visual thing with them too. But certainly you see the biggest results when they're in close, um, which is, you know, for me as a bow hunter, that's when that's when it matters is when they're in close enough to actually get something done. So. Mike, when you test these the the EMR uh, testing for people, is it, I mean, with that range, is it evenly distributed or more commonly that it's low or medium? I mean, what percentage of people have a high uh, EMR? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, we've never actually recorded what you know how many people you know test high versus others but you know in a typical show like like normally we would be at the going out to the nwtf show in nashville here in a couple of weeks normally um i would say that we probably get um you know 15 or 20 a day that are really over the top um you know as far as you know their electrical fields interestingly enough when you interview them a lot of these people i would say the vast majority of these people have also have problems with electronic devices like wristwatches things like that um and you've probably heard about people that that you know wear wristwatches and and they just can't get them to last that kind of thing usually the people that are high also have that also have that trait as well so um you know and then the people are super low 
Uh, there is even more rare than that. I mean, you probably see if just very few that there's nobody that doesn't have any. If you don't have any electrical field, then you have a whole, whole bunch of different problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, there's there's some people that are naturally lower than others. And, You're dead. And, yeah. you know, con- consequent, you know, just coincidentally or probably not so much, a lot of the guys with super low um, EMR emissions are some of the best, most successful hunters as well. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a definite correlation with that. Do the guys that have super high ones say, man, I knew something was wrong? <laughs> a lot of times, yeah. yeah. yeah a lot, a lot of times they do. Um, and so, you know, and, and obviously there's another thing with HEX that will, that will kind of be a telltale. If you're one of those people that have a super high electrical emission, you're going to find that the HEX uh, suit is going to be a little bit warmer than you expect it to be. Because our uh, our basic mesh suit super lightweight, breathable, interesting all that kind of stuff. We can, yeah, we, yeah. We but what happens is that the way we block it's actually a conductive carbon grid that's that's woven into the fabric, and we use carbon not for a scent control, but like most people do. But we actually use this. It's a electrically conductive carbon yarn, and it's woven in a, in a grid pattern. So it's similar to your microwave oven in the way it works. But what happens with those people with the high EMR is that it actually loads that grid, and actually what it needs to do, it needs to be grounded out. So you need to touch ground to drain that energy off, and then it won't be as it won't be as warm. But um, if you put a put a hex suit on and you get a lot warmer than you expect from that lightweight garment, that's probably the reason. So uh, the best way thing to do is just make sure you touch ground a little more often. It'll drain that drain that energy off. Because basically what we're doing is we're storing that energy, kind of like a battery. We're storing it in capacitance within that grid. And, you know, it just takes a, a second if you touch ground and you'll drain all that out. Um, so just pretty pretty basic electronics when it comes to that part. I also wanted to ask you about the base layer versus the camo suits. I was wondering about any differences as far as how they're made or effectiveness and, you know, which is the most popular from a sales standpoint. Well, actually, our, our base layer um, has been super popular, and we just now started making that in our camo ver- uh, uh, pattern as well. Um, this year in 2021, we came out with our own camo pattern. We call it Hextile, and there's there's two versions. We call Hextile Anywhere, which is kind of a an all-purpose uh, kind of pattern, and then there's Hextile Green, which is more uh, you know kind of focused to the to the south and southeast, where the the green is a lot more prevalent. But um, but yeah, so so that actually is coming out in our base layer now. But the biggest difference is the fabric. So the fabric in our original hex suit is a, a super lightweight, almost a mesh. Um, and we designed that to be so you could use it in any hunting situation. You can wear it under uh, other clothing, which a lot of people do, or over the top. The technology will work either way. Uh, the base layer is more of a high-performance base layer, like you would see in an Under Armour or you know some of those uh, some of those garments that are tighter fitting and so wicking type uh, type garments, so it wicks moisture away real well and all that kind of thing. So um, I tell base basically the base layer does everything that a that a good Under Armour base layer will do for you, plus has hex technology. So that's the the biggest difference, and it is a little bit warmer on the base layer side. Right. And then, Mike, uh, I mean, man, I love the socks that you guys have. Yeah. Also, I'm t- it's weird to say the comfortable socks, but I'm telling you, they're, they're really, really comfortable, too. Yeah, we tried to make the socks something that, uh, you know, as a as a hunter myself, and, you know, we all appreciate it. If we're 
for out there hiking around and, and uh, doing all that, you know, your socks are pretty important too. So, so not only do they have the technology in them, but we try to make a super nice high-performance sock that will do everything that a good sock will do for you too, and I think we hit that pretty well. Absolutely. You can check out the website, hexllc.com. That's H-E-C-S-L-L-C.com. And uh, when you get down there for the coupon code or promo code, if you'll put Scott, K-L-Z, uh, they've been kind enough to give us a little discount off of that for you. And uh, you can go check it out. Great website. A lot of videos, a lot of pictures, a lot of information uh, that we've discussed today just about how all of this works. But I'm telling you, and Mike, I'm just being honest, most of the, <clears throat> excuse me, most of the people that I have talked to that, uh, you know, have, have shied away from this just a little bit, just thinking it doesn't work, is they have never, ever tried it, you know. To them, it just doesn't make sense. So I'm saying, hey, don't judge something before you give it a try. And I will tell you, as I mentioned right at the beginning of this uh, show today, I'll tell you, I've seen it work in person, and I'm excited about it. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to uh, fall getting here in a hurry to uh, get after it here. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people look at us, and, and there are a lot of gimmicky products out there on the market. And, you know, they look at this, and they start an electromagnetic this and that or whatever, and they say, well, gosh, you know, is this really, really true? And, and uh, you know, the thing is, is we've been around, like I said, we're in our 11th year now. Not too many products that are that yeah. gimmicky <laughs> and don't work and stay around that long. And uh, we're actually growing. One of the exciting things for us, too, is, you know, we're growing, you know, out, outside the hunting industry as well. So, you know, our Hex Wildlife line, um, you, you know, it's focused on, you know, just people who like to interact with wildlife and, and you know, just whether they're photographers or bird watchers or, you know, people that might be a little apprehensive in the woods, um, you know, staying undetected by the wild animals makes him feel a little more comfortable as well. So, you know, that's growing well. Um, we also have a Hex Aquatic line that, uh, was actually run by a licensee, but we're taking that back, and uh, we'll be relaunching that here a little bit later in the year as well. So, um, yeah, it started as a hunting product, but it's definitely got a lot of potential outside of that, and a lot of a lot of people are, are using our technology that, uh, you know, we really never focused on to begin with because, I mean, like I said, I'm a hunter. I, that's that's what I do, but uh, it's kind of, kind of, kind of a, a rewarding thing, too, to to be able to, to, you know, go over into those other industries. Mike, as I was taking a look at uh, your website, I noticed that there was, a, there was a question about cell phones and how that impacts or do animals see that mm-hmm. type of thing. And I don't remember what the answer was, and I was wondering if you could cover that with me. Yeah, so one of the things we get, we get questions about all the time is, will it block my cell phone signal and, and you know, will it affect that? Uh, the other one we get all the time is cameras. Well, how come you're not covering your camera with this? Because it's putting out an electrical field. All those things are absolutely true. Um, the the, the uh, energy that comes out of a cell phone is not extreme low-frequency field, which is what we produce as living beings. It's a much, uh, much you know, uh, higher-frequency uh, electrical fields that travel out. So um, hex isn't going to affect your, your cell phone or anything like that. You're still going to ring in your pocket, just like Lance said. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but the, thing, the important thing to remember is that not all electrical fields are created equal. So what living beings put out is, a, like I said, it's called an extreme low-frequency electromagnetic field. That's what we put out and, and you know, Evolution over eons and eons has, has 
have you know, told animals that that's what they need to pay attention to, and they've they've actually developed these sensors to pick that up. Um, the all man-made electrical field or electrical uh, you know appliances or devices put out a much higher frequency field, and it's something that if animals do pick it up, and and there's some evidence that they may they're definitely not conditioned to react negatively to it. So that's the reason why, you know, we don't always cover our cameras and that kind of thing because that electrical field is, is completely different than what we're putting out. And, you know, our our feeling is that, you know, over eons and eons of evolution, only the extreme low frequency fields have been, you know, something that they pay attention to. And honestly, electrical fields for man's only been around for, you know, what, 80 or 100 years at the most. <laughs> Right. And they just don't, they just haven't developed that instinct. Sure. Well, I tell you, man, this has been great information. And, Will, I can't wait to see your pictures, man, with your hex suit on and your harvest beside you there. Yeah. Right on. I'm so, just I'm just looking forward to outdoing my hunting buddies. I think that's the big thing. Absolutely, yeah. And um, go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, well, I was just going to say, say, don't keep it a secret from them. When we first started this, people were seeing that. Yeah. People were seeing that. They said, "Man, I'm not going to tell anybody because I'm way more, way more effective than my buddies now." But exactly. uh, please, please don't keep it a secret. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, once again, that website is hex h e c s l l c dot com, and uh, put in that coupon code or promo code Scott K L Z, and uh, it's not case sensitive. So anyway, you want to put that in Scott K L Z, get you a little discount out there and uh start getting closer and that's what hex will help you do so lance before we uh, get out of here on this man i want to tell you it was a uh, privilege to meet you through this way and if you're ever in the denver area or uh anything man please look us up and um we are here to help you in any way we can and if we need to get the word out about something you're doing or help you do some fundraising or find some properties whatever man we will be glad to help you in any way we can Hey, thanks very much. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Well, Mike, thank you, sir. And uh, it is a joy to work with you guys, and I appreciate the partnership. And, uh, man, we'll just keep doing this and trying to get the word out about Hex and helping everybody out. Well, I sure appreciate it. Again, um, look forward to jumping on and doing it again. And, uh, yeah, it was nice to meet both of you guys, too. Um, I'm actually uh, – He's kind of rekindled a little interest in in tent camping. I used to do a lot of it, and I actually still do once in a while. I'm definitely going to check out Davis Tents. All right, we'll do. And if you need something, let us know. We'll get you hooked up. Awesome. All right. All right. That is Mike Slinker, the owner of Hex, and also Lance Mathena. And check Lance out. Adaptive Pursuits, also with the North American Association of Blind Sportsmen. And uh, their website is nabsnaabs.org. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. We've got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. The Outdoorsman's Attic is Colorado's very own outdoor gear consignment store. From live bait to goose decoys, from sleeping bags to Sitka gear, you'll find it all at the Outdoorsman's Attic. They offer a great selection of new and pre-owned hunting, fishing, and camping items, and you'll save 20 to 60% off retail. And if your firearm needs cleaning or some work, see Scott the Gunsmith at the Outdoorsman's Attic. And if you've got some gear you want to turn into cash, head over to the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton in Sheridan. Let them know you heard about them here on KLZ 560. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, offers a free consultation because he doesn't want the cost to stop you from talking to a lawyer. 
Suppose you had to pay a few hundred dollars for your initial consultation with Kevin Flesh. Instead of having a productive conversation, you'd be worrying about the money the whole time. Then suppose you don't retain him. You realize you don't need his services after all, so you wasted your money. It's too much pressure. Kevin wants you to feel comfortable talking to a lawyer without the distraction of a fee. Call Flesh and Beck Law now at 303-806-8886 and schedule a free consultation with Kevin. He'll be able to tell almost immediately whether or not you even have a case. Kevin always tells people honestly when they shouldn't hire him, so you'll leave the conversation better informed without wasting your money. Talk to KLZ's personal injury attorney for free at 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. Hi, Jack Corgan for Len Lyle Chevrolet. Len Lyle Chevrolet is open and safe. It's truck month, and they have the best deals of the year on all trucks and SUVs, like up to 10000 off on half-ton Silverados. Or come check out the all-new Tahoes and Suburbans for 2021. Len Lyle has been there for 35 years, and low overhead really does mean low prices. Check them out on the web, lenlylechevy.com. Go east and pay the least. Chevy. Find new roads. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracote and Cerakote areas. Family-owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long-range precision firearms. Also, suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. We don't normally think about our garage door until it's too late. A spring breaks, and right when you're running late for that very important appointment, you jump in the car, push the remote, your door doesn't open. Don't let that happen. Call Marianne at Affordable Door Company today and schedule your garage door inspection. 
At Affordable Doors, they are able to offer same-day service in the Denver metro area as well as free estimates. With over 30 years of experience and with over 26,000 satisfied customers, you can be assured of a pleasant experience when you deal with Affordable Door Company. Call Marianne now at 303-680-8440. That's 303-680-8440. And to see a complete list of services, visit garagedoorproblems.com. Is your vision stopping you from enjoying your outdoor activities? Hi, this is Scott Watley for Stack Optical. Get by Stack Optical today and check out the Stack Sports Pack. One great frame where you can easily interchange the lenses to the tent you need for golf, bike riding, shooting, fishing, and yes, even driving. Stack Optical, family owned and operated. They're fully staffed and ready to help you with all of your optical needs from eye exams, glasses, contacts, and yes, even repairs. And rest assured, Stack Optical has taken every precaution to ensure your safety and that you have a clean environment. 2233 South Monaco Parkway. 303-321-1578. Call them now. 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. 